whole night through. Good morning, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning, good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Kuralt, CBS News, of WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday. WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus Adbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Campbell. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Dave Kaiser. Hi, yo. Well, that's good. This is Art Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Chris Cooley, Sam Beard, and Jim Reed, and Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam, and greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Edda is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. With a nocturn, we send as our best. This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of familiar carols. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raleigh. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Raley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener Program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tahir Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Boy, that thing has gotten longer and longer and longer and longer since I put it together in, in for our 65th anniversary. We did a, a show with uh, Tony Rigsby and Tom Kearney on the history of WPTF. It was on every Sunday night, and that was the theme song that I put together. Hmm. So uh, I've extended it uh, tremendously over the years. Uh, a lot of people like, Phil, can you think of anybody I've left out that should be on there? How could I? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... Uh, you, it, got, you got everybody. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, everybody I could find. If anybody ever has a suggestion, uh, let me let me know. I'll uh, I'll sure look look for the audio. It, it's hard hard to find the audio. We, we've had uh, fairly good archives here, but... It's kind of scattered now, and I don't have as much access to it as I used to. So, Did you ask somebody named Wheelis at one time? No. Now, there is a Wheelis with our sister station. Okay. But um, 
Mike Wheelis. Yeah, but he's not he's not a WPTF announcer from the past. Uh, but there there are a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of people. A lot of greats have come through here. People that you don't realize, like uh, Robert Hager, who was with NBC News, uh, you know, the television network for decades, and he worked here in the early '60s. Just a lot of people. Kay Kaiser appeared on this station many times, uh, especially doing uh, for, for war bonds. And, uh, gosh, Bill Friday worked as a spotter for, for uh, radio back in the 40s when he was a student. Um, so, and a great, great fan of this station and, and the Weekend Gardener, which I was really surprised at. Uh, I, I never realized until I got to know Mr. Friday, that uh, he was such a gardener, but uh, yeah, you just never very know. good one. You just never know who's out there. So a lot of lot of great. So Phil, you're a part of that, and uh, I'm I'm so glad I, I got a chance to work with you. I, you know, this it, this business is really crazy. There there's some big egos. You were talking about you apologized. I thought it was so funny. You, if we started the show, you apologized for talking about your mentioning yourself. That's what broadcasters are most famous for doing, <laughs> mentioning themselves. But uh, you're you're one of the nice guys. It's so glad. I'm so glad to be with you now. Yeah, I am too. I am too. Have you had a good time this morning? Absolutely. <laughs> I want to come back. Well, you you're, you have a standing invitation. Of course, you always have. But uh, I'm I'm glad you you were able to. We were able to get you out here today. So, let's talk to Abby in Chapel Hill. Abby, thanks for waiting so long. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so you may have already covered this, and if you have, I'll. Oh, that's okay. Well, that's no okay. problem with that. Well, I just want to tell you that I have never had a green thumb, but I have managed to, over the last several months, nurture two potted coleus plants, and they are still absolutely gorgeous. They're full, and they're just beautiful. And from what I understand, in order to preserve them because they're perennials, I'm supposed to cut back all this gorgeous foliage today and get them in in the pot, because that keeps them warmer, in the ground about two inches below the, the the surface of the earth and then cover them up with with a mulch is that correct all right uh johnny and and phil whomever we'll, well tackle that what was the plant again coleus coleus and it's coleus. just amazing i mean if you could see it it's it's just unreal it's beautiful it's going to be sad to have to cut all this foliage back but apparently i need to do that before the big freeze what would you say I'll I'll tell you what I think, okay, and then Johnny can can add to that or say what he thinks. If I were you, coleus first of all is not a perennial, not in North Carolina. Oh. So what I would do to keep that plant is take cuttings and put them in a jar with water in it, and then next spring you will have that plant again. If you try to save the plant itself. It's probably going to drop its leaves because they tend to do that in the winter because of the light. And um, if if you put it in a jar, put the cuttings in a jar in water and put them in a sunny spot in your house, you can grow roots on those and you'll have plenty of them for next year. Wonderful. I thought for sure it said it was a coleus on the little tag, but no, huh? 
No, it is a coleus. A it's a coleus. A it's not, it's not, a, not perennial. a perennial. Uh, Phil, describe a little more in depth uh, how you would take a cutting. Okay. And- what I would do is um, I would just take some of the stems off of that plant, um, and you can cut those, I would say, about 8 to 10 inches long. And you want to cut them right up over one of the leaves. Just go down the stem and cut it right over the leaf. And then um, put that, just put those, they're easy to root. Just put them in water and root them. And then then when you don't, uh, when you get ready to plant them, uh, next spring, just make sure that the, all the danger of frost is passed because coleus is a very susceptible um, uh, plant to frost. It doesn't Alrighty, like I've... anything less than about 40 degrees unless it's, um, unless it's protected by some larger trees or something. All right. Very good. I really appreciate that. May I ask one more quick question? Oh, please? sure. Okay. Um, for the first time ever, I planted an encore azalea bush in memory of my dog, Daisy, who passed away. Hmm. And um, I, I'm so I want to protect it, too. What should I do? Should I just leave it there? It's growing and, and blooming. But No, it's uh, very dog. hardy. It's yeah. yeah. Enjoy it. It, will, it should, if it's happy, it'll, it'll bloom several times during the year. <clears throat> but should I cover it up uh, to keep it warm? Oh, no, no, no. It's, uh, azaleas are very hardy in North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, there's no problem with them. I appreciate you all very much. Well, please call Good us again, Abby. Thank you yeah. so much. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. Johnny, you want to add anything about the coleus? Or? No, that's 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 perfect what uh, Phil said. Um, it is very difficult to, to keep a coleus over unless you have a very sunny a sunroom. Or uh, it used to when we had the nursery, we, we might would keep some over but in the greenhouse uh, but light is a big factor in the wintertime and and even in the greenhouse they, they drop their leaves yeah. um quite a bit so starting one again from a cutting is best way to preserve it um and they are you know they're you know, they don't take the, the cold very well yeah. at, at all so and even if you had a sunny really sunny room you'd have to still have good insulation too for that sign right. that doesn't always go together joe is with us yeah. joe good morning Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, we're all right, I think. How are you? Good. I'm okay. doing well. What can we do for you, Joe? This morning, you started off early this morning talking about the uh, Ramcat Road. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, the best I remember, uh, the Ramcat Road ran from uh, there close to Fields Nursery uh, down to uh, Holly Springs. It's what? Now known as the Holly Springs Road. Right. Well, Joe, I was always told that it was Lake Wheeler Road. I live on Lake Wheeler, pretty close yeah. to the farmer's market, and I, I was always told that Lake Wheeler was, was called Ramcat. Yeah. Well, she got some controversy here. So who's right? Never had a sign on it, but... Uh, Rufus, you may be familiar with this. If you get to the uh, intersection of a 401 and Sydney and Tryon Road, oh, yeah. you going east just before you get to the stoplight. There's a little service road that runs down there. Yes, sir. And uh, a couple of maybe 100 yards or so down there, there used to be a plaque 
something about Ram Ken. I think uh, okay, that's what that's what our friend about. Phil. Yep. Bill Franklin, Franklin mentioned uh, at, the, at the beginning of the show, and we're, we were trying to determine where that might yeah. be. Please tell me if I'm uh, remembering uh, correctly that uh, basically the I, I know exactly the plaque that you're talking about, and uh, it said that uh, Ramcat uh, on the the north was bounded by Rocky Creek, and on the south by Swift Creek, and it was it went as far east and west as you wanted it to go, or some such as that. <laughs> <laughs> Rather specific. Eh? Yeah, how about that? Yep. Yeah. So I, I the, out somewhere there, there was a Avent Ferry, too. We have yeah. Avent Ferry Road. Does anybody yeah. remember the ferry, or how long, how, does that go back to another century? I yeah. think Does that I go think back it, to the eighteen hundreds or I think I think it might, but this is just a guess on my part. Yeah. Uh but I think possibly and somebody out there would probably correct me on this, maybe hopefully so, that the Avent Ferry itself was down toward Holly Springs somewhere. I don't know if it went over a creek or lake or yeah, what. Right. Uh yeah, Avent Ferry goes out. I don't know where it ends now. Uh, Phil, have you ever been to the end of Avid Ferry? Does it go all the way to or go past Holly Springs, go south of Holly Springs? Yes, it does. Okay. Yes, it all goes right. and then a it, lot. It goes all the way into Harnett County, right. I believe. Right. I didn't know that. Okay. Well, it's interesting. I love history and I'm, history. I'm suspecting that it went across one of the rivers uh, originally down in that part, but that's just speculation. Yeah. So Deep River or... Yes, Cape even Fear. the Cape Fear. Right. Yeah. How about that? Okay. Well, that's uh, yeah. those are uh, Tony Avent, uh, the great gardener, is akin uh, to those folks. So that made me think of it. All right, Joe. Uh, got any other questions or any comments about yeah. Ramcat Road? <laughs> Let me say hello to Phil. He was one of the first persons I met when we moved here forty-three years ago. He was the clerk down at the uh, post office and. Uh, I rented a post office box from him. <laughs> well, he, he's one of, one of the nicest people I know. He is, and I used to enjoy listening to him early on Saturday morning. He played some good music. Yeah, and before that, before that, you did op, uh, you did uh, classical music. Actually, I did uh, for a while, and uh, I, um, I I was. That was that was a pretty rough stint for me because I didn't know classical. I, I knew bluegrass like uh, my friends to the right of me here uh, quite a bit. And, and uh, yeah, but you didn't sing your way out of the governor's office either. <laughs> hey, you were a fiddle player. Do you, do you sing too, Phil? Well, I, I, not now. I used to, yeah. as you can tell. My voice is not what it used to be. But well. uh, anyway, um, I. Um, I, I used to do some some singing, and uh, it's nice to to hear this gentleman's voice that he rented a post office box from me. Joe, that's, yeah, that's great. How about that? Now, was it the Brothers in Bluegrass? Yes. Yeah. Boy, old Hap Hap played y'all's music and and talked about y'all a yeah. lot on on the radio. That's some pretty good publicity. I go back much further than uh, than the Brothers in Bluegrass, and that was the time that uh, that uh, the the shows would come in and broadcast off WPTF, and then we would have schoolhouse shows. 
yeah. where they really made their money. And, right, and the Bill 1950s. Mon- Bill Monroe once came to Swift Creek School and did a program at the auditorium. Yeah, uh, he worked, uh, Bill Monroe and his brother worked here three years, worked for th- WPTF for three years, and they actually broke up when they were in Raleigh. They were they went their separate ways, and uh, Flatten Scruggs worked here. Uh, uh, Earl Scruggs' son was born at the old Rex Hospital, I believe, or maybe what was the predecessor to Rex? Uh, don't remember. But Mary Elizabeth. I don't know, but uh, I think it was Rex. But yeah. it was at like fifty-two somewhere in there. <clears throat> uh, Sonny James and Chet Atkins lived together in a, an apartment over near NC State. They worked at WPTF. Wow. Story about Chet Atkins, since you m- mentioned him, that uh, one of the engineers on Bob Royal. Bob Royal, yes. Told me that uh, that Chet would be on the program in the morning and then at noon, because that was the usual time that these, these uh, people came in and did their shows. Right. But Chet never left the, the studio from the time early in the morning. They finished their program there. He stayed and practiced yeah. all the way until 12 or 1 o'clock when the group came back. Mm-hmm. That's why he was so good. Yeah, yeah. He was, wow. he was one of the best, uh, certainly. Yeah, quite a history to, to WPT. I'm well, glad you brought you, up. You mentioned uh, that you, you did classical, Bill. Yes, he did. The station was very, very versatile at that time. Wasn't yes, it? Oh, my. Yeah. Much. Well, we had an FM station uh, that has, since 72, has been WQDR. But before that, it was WPTFFM. They did some simulcasting. They uh, primarily played classical music. Uh, I know Gary Dornberg started as a student at State doing that, working uh, for the FM part, and so did Tony Rigsby. So, Charles Stegall got me into classical yeah. At one time, and I, I didn't, I, I, it was just foreign to me. Yeah, because I'd been used to uh, country music, hillbilly music, we used to call it. <laughs> but Charles taught me a lot. He loved uh, classical music, and he taught me a lot. And I did the program for a while. Yeah, Joe, thank you very much for calling. Okay, enjoy talking. You guys have a good day. All right, you, you too. too. All right, 919-860-9783. Did you get all of that, Johnny? Did you get all that information? Yes, sir. Yes, I'm taking notes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the uh, Avent Ferry started in the 1700s, went up to 1926 over the Cape Fear River south of Holly Springs. Ah, okay. Yeah. So that's yeah. Uh, that's where uh, Phil found that on some some source <laughs> there. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. It's 1028, more of the Weekend Gardener coming up. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 10.33. Mike Rayleigh here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston, the former Attorney General and Secretary of State and Deputy Chief Counsel on the Senate Watergate Committee and currently the Secretary General of Gardening in North Carolina, which is a, an unpaid and unrecognized position in this state. I mean, it's, it's very... 
It's, well, it's, I got a letter one time, Phil, from this fellow said, I want to know what your salary is. Yeah, yeah. he was worried that, General. that Rufus was getting paid for this uh, this little-known position, but is actually sanctioned. It was signed by the governor, Governor McCory, and uh, Secretary of State Elaine Marshall. It's yes. very official. Yes. But uh, he is the Secretary General of Gardening in North Carolina. Much maligned, I might say. I, I think I think that you deserve more respect for that position than, than you've received. Well, it, it's coming along because of you. And while I'm at it, I'm going to read the <laughs> Edward Jones uh, saying of the day. Never build your emotional life on the weakness of others. That's Cliff Joyner saying of yeah. the day. Right? Yeah. I've got to, I've got to say for Rufus, uh, he was also a very uh, great singer. Uh, and once he was on stage with Roby Huffman and the Bluegrass Cut-Ups, <laughs> and he did East Virginia Blues. Now, was that, was that downtown when we yes, tried to revive? The then the Memorial Auditorium. Yep. Yeah, well, that's when old, uh, Happenstance, Hap Hansen was... Yeah, he was the MC. Yeah. 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 I mean, you, you knew when Hap was on, though. When he walked on the stage, you knew it. So, uh, yeah, that was – guys, it's uh, it's sad that we it, it, we couldn't revive it. Some some really big names in, in the bluegrass industry, and that is so popular. Uh, you know, they have the, the big festival every year now uh, in in Raleigh, but uh, back then we just, just, couldn't, just couldn't get it uh, – Get it to work, but at least Rufus sang on. Uh, is that the only time you ever sang on stage at Memorial Auditorium? Oh no! no. Oh no! I mean, uh, we. <laughs> that was the most remembered song that he ever did. Right, he did you, other songs, but that one was it, it stuck in everybody's mind. Do you want to crank that up again, or? Well, just, I, I just said just the words let it lie. I said the words a while ago. Uh, well, you did. <laughs> Yeah, As you a, never you uh, never sang at a council of state meeting, did you? I certainly did not. Uh, okay, I bet <laughs> if, if I had done that, Jim Graham would have started braying. Yeah, that's true, and uh, no telling what Governor Hunt would have would have done. He said, "Well, now, 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 come on, come on here, gentlemen, <laughs> let's stop this now." Uh, let's go to uh, Tom and Apex. Tom, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning, Mike. Yes, sir. How you doing, Tom? I'm doing good. I'm the cotton man. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I brought us the cotton. Right. Now, Rufus, report on your cotton. All right. <laughs> I want to tell you, Tom, I have had more fun out of that. Yep. And it was, it's a beautiful plant. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I told my wife yesterday I'm going to make a, a, a denouncement on a radio tomorrow to ask whoever it was that sent those <laughs> cotton seeds to tell me. How to how to keep the seeds? I, I I just took the the balls of cotton off yesterday and I put them on a in, in my garage. Is, is that the way to preserve the seeds for next year? Well, what I do, Rufus, is uh, I just you gotta gotta go into the bowl itself, the cotton itself, and yep. you fill the seeds. So it feels like a peanut. Absolutely. Just, just pull that out and put it in a, a you know a sandwich bag and. Just keep it in a warm place, someplace up in your pantry or something like that. That's what I plan to do. You, yeah. I, well, that now I have my question answered. I will, I will do that this afternoon. So it's got to be yeah. in a warm instead of a cool place. And it's got a, it's got a beautiful bloom on it. Yeah. I, oh, fooled, yeah. I, I, I fooled a lot of people. I made a picture and sent it. Some people said, I bet you can't guess what that is. <laughs> and nobody guessed it that I sent it to. 
Well, I told you, if they guess it, you owe them $5. If they guess it wrong, they owe you $10. Well, they, they never paid off. <laughs> well, we'll have to... We'll have to get a lawyer involved. Then. <laughs> I'm sure we can find one. I, I, think but I can see why. Why when they were talk about people picking cotton, how their hands would get all bruised up going into oh, that, yeah. that oh, tough shell. Right. Yeah. Well, Mike, I got a question for you. Uh, two years ago, I started uh, my vegetable garden in containers as opposed to the ground, and uh, I got 24 20 gallon containers. And I I bought a big yellow bag from uh, Supersod. Yeah, I had the, I had one of the best gardens ever, but one of my tubs now is infested with fire ants. Oh no! And I'm trying. Wow! To out, I'm trying to figure out how to cure this problem. You know, uh, I I don't really want to put poison out there because no. the fruit. Hey Johnny, what have you ever heard of that getting in containers like that? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. They'll get in into containers and um, growing edibles in there. You do have to be more careful with what you use. Right. <clears throat> you could um, you could do a bait, you know, a, away from the container to try to uh, attract them away. There are some uh-huh. um, insecticides that you can treat the um, edibles with, and I'm, I want to say spinosad is one of those. Um, one of those. Uh, it's a it's often used in organic um, gardening. Uh, something with spinosad uh, will sure. will help with those. I don't know what the seems like it's, it is a drench form of spinosad. And uh, Phil, you might be more familiar with that if y'all carry a, a product with spinosad. Um, Phil, how would you? Yeah, uh, we don't. How would you handle that? Uh, how I would handle it is just uh, go dump that very carefully somewhere and put. <laughs> Wait a minute. How big is it? Yeah. They're 20-gallon pots. Yeah. Okay. I'd go dump it somewhere and um, and put, well, we use fipronil, but uh, I would dump that, get rid of the fire ants so they're, they're not on your property, and uh, maybe put a little bit around where that pot is sitting because they're probably in the ground as well there, and then yeah. start over. That's what I so would do. So you're saying dumping yeah, on yeah, my neighbor's property? Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever, whatever <laughs> yeah, neighbor uh, you choose. <laughs> Whichever neighbor you want. You to need get a backhoe for that, around. don't you? Good yeah. Grief. <laughs> well, the problem is that these twenty gallons and then full of a uh, super sod, you know, humus yeah, know. and stuff like that. It, it's you know, it's got to weigh sixty, seventy pounds. Right. So. Yeah. so you need a backhoe for that or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of right. tough to get it moved, but maybe a little bit at the time. But yeah, with you the can fire ants. you can start. I mean, you can you can try to spell that uh, Johnny that product that you were talking about that may be in drench form. It's um S T I N O S A D. Okay, I got Stenosid. it. Stenosid and read the label, of course. But Johnny <clears> says that it uh, should be organic. And uh, you might try something a little more traditional in a granular form and circle the container. Yeah, not apply it directly to the container. Right, and see if that that, uh, will – Right. Because they they probably are in the ground nearby too. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'll try that then. Thank you, guys. I love your show. (laughs) Thank you, Tom. Report back to us. Thanks for the cotton information. Yeah, thanks for the cotton.
Yeah, you bet. <laughs> All right, buddy. Bye. Phil, you ever grown any cotton? Either one of either yes. one of the Phils. We have. We grew up for Duke Gardens. Oh, we grew, does we Duke grew, Gardens Duke have a patch out there? We grew some of the red leaf. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's that's uh, ornamental. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah. kind of yeah. like it's pretty blueberries. Seed, seed about an inch down in the pot, and yeah. wait for it. I'll yeah. tell you, you got the touch, Rufus. My uh, my problem with uh, having a uh, a big yellow bag is I didn't use it all at one time, and it's been there about three years, and it's full of roots. Yeah. That's that's the problem. If you get that stuff, use it. Put it somewhere. Don't yeah. let it sit there a long time or something's going to happen. Naturally. Yeah, it is so organic. Either and, fire ants yeah. or roots or something. Right, yeah, definitely use it. Those, uh, that's true. And they'll last a long time. It's, it's a big bale of of organic matter that you can get from Superside. It's really they'll deliver wonderful, it out and everything. Wonderful stuff. But just, yeah, it just, is. Just use it. Don't use it. Right. Don't try to store it. Yeah. All right. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. Really, no matter what season it is, you've always got to think about the the health and safety of your vehicle. Uh, King's Auto Service thinks about that all the time. And they believe in being proactive, and it would certainly save you money to be proactive with maintenance on your car, whether it's the cold or hot, doesn't matter. The the battery, very important, especially if you're stuck somewhere and your battery, your car won't start. Uh, The belts can break very easily, and there aren't as many belts on on the vehicle now. There's there's, uh, a couple, uh, usually. And uh, hoses, got to be careful with those. You can't always tell by the, the way they, they look. You may not have enough experience to know if, if uh, they're in bad shape or not. But they can certainly check them at King's Auto, both the belts and the hoses, the fluid levels, check all of that, antifreeze protection. Uh, surely it's going to get cold enough to, <laughs> to have to worry about antifreeze. Let's hope. Tread depth on your tires. Oh, my goodness, people just let it go way too long for uh, maximum handling and control of the vehicle, being able to stop, whether it's in winter conditions or just on the asphalt. King's Auto Service can help you with that, too. For those of you who have the hybrid vehicles, they have certified hybrid technicians at King's Auto, and they can diagnose give you available options for a high-voltage battery. and uh, They actually come in battery packs, and you have to replace those at a certain point. I think the average in the industry is like 150,000 miles, but it, it could be much, much longer than that or shorter. So call Kings on Monday and schedule a courtesy battery analysis. You can get your... A battery pack for your hybrid checked, or you can get uh, the the other or both checked. Uh, the twelve volt battery in your car. King's Auto Service and King's Correct Lube. Yes, they change oil very quickly there too. Easy to find at ten thirty nine Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh, and at KingAutomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since nineteen forty six. 1045, more of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF.
You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. And that ain't no lie. It, the show was started in 1945, so it's it's uh, one of the longest. We don't have the same name as the uh, program that started in 1945. It was Tar Heel Gardener, but out of respect, we changed the name. Because John Harris had done that show for forty years, but yeah, it's it's one of the longest. We, you know, as far as I know, we we may belong in the the Guinness Book of World Records for something, but I don't know how you uh, you go about that. Really, I don't know what kind of documentation, and I don't really have any documentation for that. But it, the show started in in approximately as John Harris remembered, nineteen forty five. Wow. Now there was gardening programming. The first gardening programming was uh, by the the Raleigh Garden Club. Mm-hmm. That's where it all started uh, in the '30s. Wow! So yeah, it's incredible the history. But we've we've uh, kept this part of it going for thirty uh, be thirty seven years in January, uh, and then you know John Harris for forty years with the Tar Heel Garden. It's, it's um, pretty proud of that. Well, I heard two, two of our great listeners. Uh, Mr. Don Vaughn is in up in Greensboro, in Guilford County. He's yeah, we have a lot of listeners up in, in uh, the Guilford Center. Garden. Go by the Guilford Garden Center. Yeah. They have our uh, garden guides there. And the whip we were talking last week. I told him we missed hearing from him. Yeah, we do miss uh, hearing from the whip, uh, but we do have Major Dave. Let's uh, let's oh, go great. up to uh, the mountains of great. Virginia to Major Dave. Good morning. Good morning, my friends. I hope everyone's doing well. Yes, sir. I think so. How are you? Well, I have a confession. I'm, I'm a little bit delinquent this year. I've still got spinach, broccoli, and cabbage in the seedling trays I have not yet gotten in the ground. And I've never experimented with a winter garden before. And I see farmers with fields that are covered with plastic and whatnot. And it's getting down into the lower 30s now. Uh, or upper 20s on occasion, rare occasion. But I, I'm looking for some advice on how to protect these plants uh, when I put them in the ground today. Well, let's ask the extension uh, agent, Johnny Coley. Uh, Johnny, you live up north, uh, but not as far as, as Major Dave. Major Dave lives in the mountains of Virginia. What advice would you have for him? Well, protecting them, it's, it is it's a little late to be putting those in at that stage, but it's if you want it to protect them, just um, what they call row covers. Um, uh, I think it's a it's a almost like a cloth type material uh, that you would you would put over them when it got real cold, uh, especially if they were they were tender when you're first putting them out, and you're going to get a frost. That they won't as they as they mature, they they will tolerate that cold temperature. But uh, to begin with, of course, they they would they would burn. Uh, so putting uh, some kind of row co- cover or, or cloth over them to, to protect them, holds the heat in from the ground and uh, keeps them warmer during the, the nighttime. Uh, just don't use any plastic material because that will right. uh, that, that will burn them. Um, if you used a plastic material, you'd want it to be up above like sort of a, a mini hoop, uh, a mini hoop right. frame top of them you could do that and just take it off during the daytime because uh, it does heat up quite a bit under under that plastic but um you know any kind of cloth type material um or, or row cover that you could put over them would, would help protect them major dave well, uh, I, I i have done that before but the best thing i have in knowing you 
you probably have a bunch of five-gallon buckets. I take, do. Take five-gallon <laughs> buckets and put them over there and, of course, take them off in the daytime. That's fun. And you'll, you'll get them done. <laughs> yep. Phil, do you, you yeah. want to? Well, in- yeah. What Johnny's talking about, I think, is like frost cover. It's a really right, uh, light, lightweight, uh, thin. It's seemingly thin, but it it protects your plants and does keep that heat from the ground in. So, yeah, that's what I would do. Is or, that or easily uh, accessible? Uh, the uh, like at a farmer supply place? Yes. Yes, you should be able to get some of that. Yeah. But you you got to hold it up off the plant, though. Yeah, a hoop or something. Yeah, it's got to right. got to stay off the the plant surface. Well, the frost cover doesn't have to. It can lay right frost on. Oh, it can. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like a little blanket. I, I didn't want to crush the plants with the weight of the cloth or whatever. You you won't. It's very lightweight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's excellent. And Rufus, I appreciate you mentioning Don Vaughn. I think a lot of him. I met him when I was going through IOTL when I met you years ago. Oh yes. Well, that's wonderful. Well, he's listening right now, Major Dave. He certainly uh, gave a great presentation. It's been a good impact on us, and it's delighted to know he's still doing well. Well, Major Dave, you uh, you stay warm up there. I know what I know because I listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's, great. That's a wonderful thing. Major Dave, God love you, man. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye. Uh, Howard is in Harnett. Uh, yeah, Phil. Uh, can I just say a couple things? Yeah, right yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. That's all right. Um, I, we've I, got... Over at the nursery, we've got uh, all our shrubs and trees for twenty percent off, um, and we've got all of our uh, we've got all of our Christmas plants except for the poinsettias in. They'll come in on Tuesday. Oh boy! And we don't know for sure about trees. Christmas It'll, trees. Christmas trees. If we get Christmas trees, it will definitely be uh, probably uh, right after Thanksgiving. So just stay tuned, and we'll let you know. Look at Facebook or whatever. Because we'll, your Christmas tree guy retired. Yeah, he retired. We got trees from him for twenty years, and we've been trying all year to get some, but uh, they're they're not that. You know, yeah. there's just a lot more people that. There's want a lot trees. of demand okay. for them uh, out so, of state. Right, right, right. So Two. anyway, yep, all right. Yep. Howard yep, so is in Harnett County. Howard. First time. First. First time caller, long time listener. Well, well, yeah. I don't go back to 1945, but I do go back to the beginning of the weekend gardener. But uh, thank you. The the gentleman that called in with the situation with the fire ants. Yeah. Remember, always read the label. But if you will, if he will use the chemical permectrin, and you can spray it on the soil, or you can spray it on the plant. But again, read your label because I use it in the garden on field peas and all that where I've got fire ants but it will it will eradicate them and he may be able to save the soil in his containers permectin yes okay well that's great to excellent hear. howard thank you for that why haven't you called us before well uh i spent 50 years in agriculture and most saturdays i was working and yeah i'm retired and uh uh in my infinite wisdom i got elected to the north carolina house of representatives uh i uh, have little time well good gracious are are, are you currently serving I, I am currently serving i serve harney county and house district 53 oh well hello. we are honored yeah. hello we are, howard how we are so honored to have you call us well it's a, it's like i say it's a it's a joy and a pleasure that that's my getaway on saturday mornings every oh. task on the farm is listening to the weekend gardener and i appreciate all you do and in, in the as I say, the sage advice you give, especially uh, not all of you, and then uh, the uh, 
uh, the uh, former Attorney General uh, Rufus, I listen to him, and he uh, get a lot of chuckles out of your dialogue back and forth. Well, we have a good time, and that's that's what the show is all about: give some information and and make you feel better. Well, Howard, as you know, you have a great uh, supporter in Erica Gallion. Ab- ab- absolutely, she is my uh, she is my go to person when I need an interpreter to exactly. Here's what I've heard now: exactly what does that mean? oh well we're we're again we're so honored and thank you and please call us again i will again i spent 50 years in agriculture have a a certified crop advisor by trade or wow uh, i listen to a lot of your things and i do have an answer a lot of times but sometimes the time doesn't permit me to call in but i'll try to call in yeah please do yeah thank you very much have a good day you too bye let's quickly go to jill jill we only got about a minute Hello? Yes, ma'am. We've got one minute, and it's yours. Okay. Um, I had a question about knockout rose bushes. It seems like the bottom foot or so of ours looks like sticks, right? Not much growth. And I'm wondering how far are we not pruning it down far enough? Mm. Um, Johnny, we got about 30 seconds. Yeah, you could prune them back harder. I usually don't like to prune uh, roses that hard in the rejuvenation uh what we call rejuvenating the plant until probably end of february uh to cut them back that hard uh you wouldn't want to do it this time of year but okay you could could back harder and get that to fill in from the bottom more can she do that now no i would wait till end of february okay okay jill thank you thank you thank you Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy Phil. birthday, dear Phil. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. To you. That's uh, coming up this week. Thank, yes, Wednesday. Thanks for being on with us, buddy. Thank you. We, for yes, sir. we love all of you. We I, love I, our I, listeners. We'll see you next week.